This is Soundtrack, a podcast about the music that impacts our lives. Every episode is a conversation of how music has shaped and influenced one's life, because music is the soundtrack to everyone's story. Soundtrack is hosted by Kaya Leakey. All right, we're here with Allie Harder. We're here in Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, how's it going? Great, thanks. How are you? Uh, relieved uh, with the end of the day. It was a busy day. Yes, so. <laughs> very busy. Um, for those that don't know, I work with you. You're, you're my boss. <laughs> I'm not your boss. We work together. Oh, okay. Well, but, but you do boss me around. Occasionally, yes. <laughs> To your amusement, maybe. All um, in fun and games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've known you since 2016, but we didn't work with each other yet. Uh, that wasn't until like 2018 uh, when I then switched over, I think. Was it only that? I thought it, maybe you came in 2017. Hmm. Was it at the end? December? February. January? Um, okay. Then it would have been 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we, but we, like I said, we've known each other for longer than that, but um, just been working at the school together. Uh, we're both in the ASD program, um, which stands for Autism Spectrum Disorder. So we, those are the individuals that we're working with. And uh, Kyle had the pleasure of covering my maternity leave yeah. last year. So he got to um, be knee deep in all of the other fun yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, and now your daughter is over a year old now. Yeah. Which is crazy that it's been that long. So you didn't grow up here in Hudsonville uh, or the Grand Rapids area. You grew, you grew up north of here in Manistee, uh, Michigan, which is along the lake, uh, mm-hmm. Lake Michigan. Uh, what was that like? It was, it was wonderful. Um, being that close to the beach was amazing. Um, my grandpa was a logger. So he owned 500 acres, and we owned a 10-acre parcel of that 500 acres. So I lived right next door to my grandma and grandpa um, in the Manistee Forest. Um, So trees everywhere is beautiful. Um, And then uh, about 10 years into that house, we moved into Manistee, closer to Manistee, so like in the city limits. Um, And from there, we were only like a half a mile from the lake. So it was wonderful. You could ride my, I would ride my bike to the lake or rollerblade to the lake or run to the lake. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was a neat experience for sure. Um, and just so you know, Manistee is this, when I was growing up there, it was a small little Catholic town. So it seemed like everybody went to the Catholic church. And a lot of my friends uh, went to Manistee Catholic Central with me. And then I went to the public school later um, in seventh grade, it was. Um, but, yeah, it was you met your friends at church on Saturday or Sunday, depending on when your family right. went, and um, that's how it went. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, before we get to how you came to uh, Grand Rapids area, you had a really uh, an influence from your dad with music. Uh, share what that was like. What what was going on? Yeah. So growing up, my dad loved to make up songs. For us. I distinctly remember, so I was never Allie to my dad. I was always Al. Mm. And my brother, I have an older brother named Jesse. He was never Jesse. He was Duke. <laughs> so my dad had all of these songs about Duke and Al. Mm-hmm. 
And then he realized that my little sister was not included in these songs. So he made up a whole nother song for her and nicknamed her Chadanina. So growing up, like we all called each other Duke Allen Chadanina and we would sing songs to each other. So he would wake us up every morning for school and he would sing this Duke and Al song when my brother and I shared a room. So it just, you know, music has always been a huge part of my childhood, singing songs about whatever at the time. Um, and yeah, I think I carry that on with my family now too. So it's kind of neat. You're doing that with your own two kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sing to them all the time. Um, like we have a Mom Loves You song. We have a Who's the Cutest Kid song. We have all these songs. And I've never heard them from anywhere. We just made them up. And um, it's just a lot of fun. But my son will sing them now, which is really fun, too, to see. Yeah. So. And you don't, you said you don't recall what your dad was singing about? Oh, than- he would just, it was like a wake-up song. I could sing it for you. But it's probably not a great rendition of it. But it was just like a little chime about Duke and Al and the Chadanina song was we just call her Angelina because we love her and mm-hmm. it had like a little beat to it and everything but yeah my dad was hilarious in the fact that he um loved to make up words too okay. so it was kind of my dad's thing yeah so it just has it's it's simple but yet uh special too oh most definitely yeah like if we go home and one of us starts singing the song my dad will pick right up and sing the song with us and we just all giggle and we're all in our 30s now so yeah, yeah special times right uh so continuing with childhood you had uh a lot of i would i would say 80s influence um from likes of sticks and brian adams these were songs that were played in the car definitely uh, probably off the radio yeah uh, well off the tape the cassette cassette tape um we had a 20 minute drive when we lived out in the country in the forest um, to school every day. Oh, wow. And so my dad always took us to school. And so he'd pop in the Sticks tape or Brian Adams or, you know, sometimes we listen to the radio um, in his, what was it, a 1989 Dodge Ram single bed. So we all sat in one seat across the front. Um, yeah. We love that truck. And I'll never yeah. forget when we sold that truck because he had it for like 15 years. But that truck had so much music played through it. It was hilarious. Um, my dad would play the sticks tape, um, and it was um, every night I say a prayer, and I actually surprised him on our wedding, and that's a song we danced to oh, on my wedding, and my dad cool. teared up. Actually, sorry, Show Me the Way, that was the name of the song, and we would sing it as kids in the car all the time, and we would belt it out, and so then the day of our wedding came, and it was our turn to dance, and that song started playing, and my dad just oh, instantly man. welted up. Oh. I was like, surprise, this is our song! <laughs> um, so that was very meaningful, and yeah, just music has had that influence of, you know, it told a story at the time and it stuck with us and that was, I don't know, just important. Yeah. So. Do you recall any of the, uh, the songs that were, like, that stood out to you? So A Stick, Show Me The Way was yeah. one. Um, oh, Brian Adams. I mean, I could tell you, like, Summer of 69. I mean, it was mostly the popular ones, yeah. but I still, to this day, can sing every single lyric of those songs to you. Yeah. Um, oh, there were more. I can't think of any right now off the top of my head, but that car ride, I'm telling you. I mean, when Celine Dion had her big ones, that would be on my dad would put throw in Celine Dion every now and then to mix things up. Or, <laughs> I mean, he had, he still has his, I think his, um, what is it called? Uh, what was before, right after the record player? CDs. Nope. Or, I mean, my bad. Uh, A track. What is it called? A track. Yeah, he still has that, and he still has tons of, uh, um, 
what are they called? Records, too, that he has of all of those people. So it's quite funny that he saved all that. And he still has his record or his cassette tapes, I think, too, because we wouldn't want to get rid of those. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so at this time, too, you're, um, I don't know if you were forced upon to learn the piano or was that something that you wanted to do? Um, so from a young age, uh, it was just kind of the expected thing in our family. My mom grew up playing the piano, and so um, when my brother was four, he started piano lessons, and then when I was four, I filtered right in. So it was mm. just kind of we started taking piano lessons, and I took eight years of piano lessons <laughs> through my childhood. So um, there were recitals twice a year, and for most of it, the um, teacher picked our what music we would be playing, but once we got a little older, we got to kind of choose what we wanted to play. Um, but, um, my brother can play by ear so he can hear a song on the radio and just sit down and play it, which is amazing. Wow. I don't have that ability, but I can read music. Um, and that's been fun for even like, um, playing with my brother, you know, okay. sitting there singing a song with him and he can sit there and play it by, you know, we can tell together, does it go up? Does it go down? What is it? You know, what note do you need to hit? That mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. What, uh. What made you stop? Um, so at that time in our life, that's when we were building our new house. And so we were in and out of rental houses in that time. And life just got a lot of cra lot much crazier with sports. So we started playing more sports. Yeah. And schedule was crazy. And our piano teacher kind of went through a rough period, I would say, as well in her own life. And so um, it wasn't the most fun thing anymore. Mm. It seemed like we'd go for piano lessons and she'd be crabby or frazzled and it just, you know, wasn't fun for us anymore. And right. so my parents gave us the choice of whether we wanted to continue or um, quit. And at that time, it just made more sense for us to stop taking lessons. Okay. I wish I would have stuck with it now looking back yeah. because I think it would be awesome to really like sit down and be able to play hundreds of songs on the piano. But... I can read music, so I could pick up if I wanted to. True. It wouldn't take a lot for me to get back at it. Yeah. Um, but in that time period, too, we were part of church choir. So, you know, sometimes I'd play the bells at church because <laughs> I could read the piano music, you know, that told you what bells to play and sing in the church choir and all of that. So we were really busy as kids. <laughs> well, speaking of, of, you know, the choir, what... What was, uh, was there anything more in detail as to what that was like? Um, so choir, youth choir would meet twice a week, um, an hour before youth group, and then again on Sundays. And we would usually sing during the Sunday mass. Um, and that was just a lot of fun. That was just a bunch of kids um, getting together. You know, you didn't have to be on key. We were not a... Um, what do you call it, prized choir, I would say, as far as talent, but there was a lot of heart in it. Okay. Um, and the parish loved when the youth choir would sing. It was, like, looked upon. Like, more people, I think, attended on those days because it brought, um, you know, that youthfulness to the church. Joy. Yeah, and I would say, you know, a lot of our parish was older, okay. so it was always fun when the youth choir was performing. Yeah. So, Yeah. It was a good time. You know, during um, Christmas and stuff like that, sometimes we would sing a Polish song, and the old, the older, you know, part of our church loved that because that was a big part of who they are. Yeah. Um, so it was just, yeah, just a lot of fun. What age uh, time frame did you 
So youth choir was probably, oh, fifth grade through maybe eighth grade, I want to say. I don't think I sang in high school. Maybe a little. I know I played the bells a couple times in high school because I needed someone to play the bells. Okay. And so I would come in and play the bells. So there's um, specific ways to hold the bells. You know, you have to have your gloves on and you have to shake it a certain way to get a certain tone. And uh, it's pretty, like, there was a little training that went into it, but it was a lot of fun. And I was always excited that I was, you know, chosen to play the bells. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was because my singing voice wasn't the best, but other (laughs) than that, it was still fun. (laughs) There was a lot of heart behind it. (laughs) Right. Do you think there's elements of... uh, playing the piano and then as well as singing in choir that has uh that could could connect to why you appreciate music so much to today oh most definitely I think um when you're playing piano and you're doing choir and stuff like that you're really connecting to the music first of all it might be the rhythm of the music or the um the words too, the lyrics are super important. And I think today I connect with music so much is because of the lyrics. Like I hear something and I'm like, oh, that's part of my life right now. Like that's what I'm going through or that explains this time of my life. And it means that much more to me. And I feel like in church, there are songs I can still recall that I'm like, oh, I love this song so much. And it has this meaning. And I remember it from this and that. And when I go back and I hear it, it just brings me back to that moment, you know. Um, On Eagle's Wing is a song um, that's very popular, I would say, in the Catholic community. It's usually played at, um, like, funerals and stuff like that. And it was played at all of my family members' funerals that have passed away. And every time I hear it, it takes me back to that moment of, okay, like, it's sad, but it's got such a great message to it. Um, and I feel like piano was the same way. Piano was a way of expressing like how you're feeling while you're playing. You know, you can play a song, but give it a moody tune, you know, so or slow it down or make it yeah. faster. You can do a lot with that. So like you can emotionize the playing even. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And there were times where my mom would be like, okay, you need to get off the piano. You don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right, I don't, because it would be taking forever or I would be setting my timer a little faster because the timer was always on the piano giving you how many minutes you needed to play or practice for so yeah it would get to that point and most of the time my parents were pretty good about saying okay take a break and go back at it or just be done for today if it's too much and then there were times where they'd have to say okay you're done because we're just tired of hearing it you know (laughs) so it kind of went both ways was it uh is it something that maybe you were able to connect with your siblings about too? My brother especially. I don't think my sister was, my sister's a little younger than us. um, And I don't think she had the same experience as us. I think my sister's experience was mostly just, I'm the third of the trio because our piano teacher used to make us play duets. Like my brother and I played a lot of duets. And then once my sister joined, then there were trios because the Wagner kids could all play a trio together. And so I think her thing was just mostly plunking away but my brother and I most definitely and I would say to this day my brother and I do have a better connection with music I've than my sister does okay um and maybe just because we were a little more we were older at the time to connect to it differently I don't think she had the same length of time that we did right how how much younger is she she is a year and a half younger but she did not start piano I think until she might have been six or seven and she only played for maybe three or four years okay yeah 
So now we get to middle school. (laughs) Middle uh, school. A lot of change for me in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. you're listening to some unique choices for being all a, over a the go- place. A good Catholic girl, right? Yeah. So my so in <laughs> seventh grade, I went from Catholic school to public school. So there was change number one. Okay. I went from eighteen kids in my class to about one hundred and fifty. Um, so that Jeez. whole trying to fit in, finding your friend group, all of that was completely new to me. Right. Um, and my birthday is also in September, and so I always had a sleepover for my birthday. Well, um, that's what, the third week of school? I started to find my friend group, so I invited those girls over. And for my birthday, I got the new uh, P. Diddy CD. That's back when he was P. Diddy. Um, he had just, or I think he had just changed from Puff Daddy to P. Diddy, I want to say, around yeah. that time. He might have still been Puffy, actually. Um, too, too many changes for yeah, me. Yeah, but that's when um, Notorious B.I.G. had just um, been shot. Okay. So um, I got his memorum, Memorandum CD, I mm-hmm. think is how you say it. Yeah. Um, so I got that for my birthday, and then I also got the Aqua CD. When Aqua was big, they sang Barbie Girl. Yeah. And I distinctly remember for that entire night of my birthday party, we would go between I'll Be Missing You, Puff Daddy, yeah, right. um, to Aqua Girl, or Aqua with uh, Barbie Girl. And so it was like, I was all over the place there. <laughs> um, and music was just what's popular at the time, like finding the next new hit and singing it and goofing around with your friends yeah. and that kind of stuff. So it was pretty lighthearted then. And nothing, um, I mean, I feel like it was what everybody was listening to. It wasn't like I had something specifically for me at that time because I was trying to fit in and find my place. Right. So. Would uh, would there be any other types of artists or music that was popular during being that time? To that, uh, oh man, stood out? there was a lot of rap. So I think that's Nelly Days and oh goodness. At that time, my brother was putting um, 12-inch speakers and an amplifier into our car so that we could bump our way to school. So there was, was a lot of rap. Ram? Yeah. Still? Oh, this was or? still the Ram, yes. <laughs> and the Ram made it um, two more years before we had to retire the Ram. But yes, we would. there was two 12s behind the seat, under the seat, or however you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh, yeah, we'd bump our way to school with the cassette-attached CD player. Oh. You know, you put the cassette in yeah. so that you could play it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fancy. I think, so I had a Dodge Ram too. Okay. Uh, 96, so okay. a little later, but I had a uh, similar setup where you had the, you know, put the cassette and then the, hook it up to the CD. So I still remember when my dad got his cassette player put into his truck because it didn't come, it only came with the radio, not the cassette radio back when he got that. Jeez. Uh-huh. That was a lot of life right there. Yeah. <laughs> that truck that truck had a lot of music running through it. Good old red. <laughs> I love that truck. If I could find that truck, I'd buy it for my dad. Yeah. I would. 100%. It was amazing. Oh, I loved my truck, too. Yeah. It was just such a gas guggler, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then the brakes go one day on your way to school. Oh. Yeah, I'll never forget that day. We were jamming. My brother was driving. And we took the corner, and there were no brakes. And he literally put his arm out, and he said, girls, hold on. And we ran it off the road. It was fine. We were all fine. But that was the end of the ram. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of uh, 
then uh, you start to kind of establish more of your own personality with what you're listening to in high school. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I scared my friends a little. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, explain that. So finding my place and my love for music, I decided to branch out and find music that spoke to me. Um, I got really deep into Linkin Park for a while. Um, like I said, the lyrics spoke to me. Uh, it wasn't just the craziness of the music because, you know, it's loud and it's different yeah. and it's a little more punk. I mean, um, some of my friends are like, you really listen to this? And I was like, yeah, if you listen to the words and you listen to what they have to say, it's not like hurtful music. It has a good message and or just a different message, I guess I should say. Um, but they were a little concerned. I'll never forget when my friend Jenna sat me down and she was like, Allie, I'm a little concerned that you like this. And I was like, Jen, it's really not bad. Like, you got to <laughs> give it a chance. Um, and so I dabbled into Linkin Park for quite a while. And to this day, I still love them. Uh, if a song comes on, I can recite it word for word to the very end. Um, I went to some more um, alternative music, something corporate. I was involved or yeah. liked them for a while. Good Charlotte, um, Blink-182, uh, kind of went that way. Still liked rap. And then I think I settled on country. I don't know how I got to country, but um, I fell in love with country, all about it. Even the old stuff went back to Dina Carter and Garth Brooks and all of that. And now I'm kind of, I would still say I'm a country girl, but... I do love Taylor Swift, too, when she finally ventured out. That was my college years. Um, and again, because of her lyrics, I feel like I could relate to her lyrics. And it was more of a story and not so much just repeating the same thing over and over again. You know, I appreciate when an artist can take um, a song and tell a story. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Cole Swindell is wonderful at that, too, these days. Um, Every time I listen to one of his songs, I'm like, wow, what a story he is telling. Or, like, that reminds me of this part of my life, and that's why I like that song, you know, that kind of stuff. Be was it um, country music from being in Manistee? No, I wouldn't say that, because I feel like at that time, country still wasn't what it is today. It's not that poppy thing. It was just more or less the message and maybe even the slow pace of it at that time, because there wasn't, you know, country was a little slower then and it had a good beat. Mm -hmm. um, and it, like it said, it told a story. And I think that's why it resonated with me. It was just that people were able to tell the story and weren't like rapping about, you know, I mean, rap is great and I appreciate it, but I feel like at that time it all started to sound the same. You know, everybody, it was hard to distinguish, like, was that who or what or, you know. And I I needed, you know, something that just sat with me better, I guess. You know, that I could really relax to and enjoy and sing along with. Something to ponder. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, what were, yeah, what were they thinking when they wrote that? Or what was that like for them? Or, yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. Or I'm sad today and this song makes me feel better. You know, right. in high school, you have all those emotions going on in life, right? Yeah. Trying to figure out who you are. And, you know, some days are better than others. And so finding the music that matched my mood, I think, was that too. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I can't, couldn't tell if you really answered this, but did, for, with Taylor Swift, uh, you're, and we, well, we can go in further uh, discussion <laughs> on her as well, but... Um, did 
were you a fan of her when she was singing country, or that, was that more so after? So initial, initially, um, I started following her when she was about 16 years old, yeah. Um, and I just loved everything about it, yeah. Um, you know, she's writing about high school experiences and how boys broke her heart and all that kind of stuff, and I felt like I could totally relate to everything that she sang. And the more I found of, like, music that she had recorded in the past or songs that she had wrote, I was like, this girl knows what she's doing. And from that time, I followed her from country all the way through pop to today, to her mix of whatever she claims to be. But I just love everything about her. I do. I've seen her in concert three times now. Um, and every time I go and I cry because it's just overwhelming and exciting and the show she puts on is just one that you'll never forget I mean you go there and it's like a Broadway production it's not just her singing on stage there's just so much brought to it and it's so carefully thought out and orchestrated on how everything goes together it's unbelievable so I appreciate all of that because yeah. I feel like it's not just her sitting up there and someone else is doing all of that. Like when you see the behind the scene things of how much she puts into each aspect of the show from like what the stage setup looks like to the lyrics of the song to where she's going to be for this to that. It's just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I can't imagine like the amount of um, work that has to go into right. something like that because it's not just everyone doing it for her it's she's doing it and I yeah. think I appreciate that about her too because she has a voice in all of that you know it's the way she wants it to go and it's her music so it should be the way she wants it you know right I guess I think like if I were to ever write an album right what would I want it to look like and I would want people to feel the way I felt when I was writing it or making it, you know, so that it, the production would look similar to that. Right. So. I, th I feel like you told me one time um, that you had played her, like, Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I a don't few know. times. <laughs> More than a few times? Yeah. yeah, probably so. If it's And that's, that's from the, an actual concert, right? Yeah, that's from the Reputation yeah. tour. And you can see all of the behind-the-scenes things. And... Um, it's funny when your four-year-old son is dancing with you in the kitchen to Taylor Swift because he knows all the song lyrics too because you listen to it that much. Or, um, <laughs> But he's enjoying it too. And that's, I think, like a big part of my life now. You know, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I can honestly keep the TV off all evening and just turn music on. And we have the greatest time. It's like with The Greatest Showman. I didn't tell you about The Greatest Showman, but... I was, I was going to um, bring it up anyway. Yeah, I love The Greatest Showman. I love musicals, you know? So, mu it, like, music is in every part of my life. Um, uh, I started is, watching The Greatest Showman one day, and my son was there, and he can sing um, the entire uh, Million Things song, uh, or Million Reasons, Million, the yeah. Million one, and he sings it beautifully because he's heard it 100,000 times, and sometimes he'll request it, and he'll say, Mom... Put on the song that the boys sing. And that's, that's, I know that that's part of The Greatest Showman, but we love it, right? Yeah. And we dance to it, and we twirl around the kitchen. So it's wonderful. So there's a lot of dancing going on at the At the Carter house. house, a lot of dancing. Yeah. yeah, a lot. And all the time. Like, we can be outside playing, and I have music playing for us to be outside. Um, he can be playing with his cars. We can be doing Play-Doh. I can be making dinner, you know. 
and we're just singing and jamming, riding in the car. We always have music playing. More recently, it's, Mom, can you put on, I'm going on a bear hunt, and we sing that song together, or a tootie ta. Um, but, yeah, I love that he loves music, too. Yeah. And I love that he loves to dance because they say kids who sing are happy kids, and I hope that's true. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of like one of the many potential reasons as to why you do that? Like why you're always singing and dancing with your kids? To have fun. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I grew up with my dad who right. loves music so much. And my mom loves music. However, like my, it, I think it's a more of a stronger influence on my dad's side. Um, and I want that for my kids. I want Henrietta and Hudson to grow up singing songs that we sang together. Or, Mom, remember when we wrote this song together and now we sing it all the time? I hope that they carry that on when they have kids. Because that would make my heart really full as a grandma to know that they're doing the same things. And I think that makes my dad's heart really full, knowing that like we sing little made-up songs or <laughs> call each other by their nicknames, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Power. What was that? It's a, it's just powerful. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's powerful. Um, yeah, that's all, that's all I got about that. Bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think uh, lyrics have meant so much to you? Why that's so important? You know, I have this weird belief that a song will find you at the right time. And I know that sounds funny, but I feel like in major milestones in my life, a song has found me at that moment, and it has meant more to me than anything because I feel like not only has it helped me heal, but it's brought peace to me. For mm -hmm. example, um, my grandpa passed away, and it was unexpected. Well, it wasn't, I shouldn't say unexpected. He had been sick but the timeliness of his death was unexpected. Okay. We thought we had more time than what had initially um, happened. And I moved away to college a week later after my grandpa passed. And I always struggled with um, knowing that he was the person that would say to me, Allie, I'm so proud of you. Like, you, you're doing this. I'm so proud of you. And just having that belief in me. And then when I got a teaching job and got married and all of this kind of stuff, I knew he could be, always be there telling me I'm so proud of you. Well, Cole Swindell wrote, you should be here. And the first time I heard it, that night I had dreamt that my grandpa had come back and given me a big hug and told me how proud he was of me. And to this day, every time I hear that song, it's of my grandpa because it talks about how he should always be here and be in these moments. And part of me knows he is here in these moments. And then there's been other times where I hear a song and I'm like, wow, that's, that's happening right now in my life and this is what I needed to hear. Yeah. And so... I feel like music has just always been a part of who I am, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, you go in my car right now, and T-Swift is going to come on, and I'm probably going to be belting it out, you know, because her <laughs> CD's only been out for, what, month. a month and a half now, yeah, and I can sing every song to you on it. Yeah, got those memorized. <laughs> so, you know, I'll switch it up every now and then. But As a... A teacher yourself, um, what other things that you potentially use with music in your classroom? So I've used music therapy in the past um, many different ways. So listening therapy for some of my, our students with ASD um, has proven to um, calm them and get them centered for the day. And it's 
created by, I believe, occupational therapists. Um, and it's the way the tones are in the music that help calm people with ASD. Um, so I've used that in the past. Um, I also... Speaking of that, I remember last year we had a student, um, Casey Musgraves Rainbow was... A huge one? Yeah. Oh, that's funny because that's one of my songs that have spoke to me. (laughs) Uh, Yes, but they were trying to figure out what the song was and they asked me and I was like, yeah, Rainbow. That's funny. (laughs) That's a good, that's... That song is fantastic Mm -hmm. and definitely... And the piano. Yeah. Yeah, that piano wakes me up every morning. That's the song that wakes me up on my alarm every single morning. Yeah, that's wild. (laughs) Yeah, so I just feel like music is good. I love to get the kids up and dancing. I love to do crazy stuff like that and just getting them moving, you know. I feel like it's a good motivator. It gets their brains and minds going. Um, And it just brings some fun into the classroom. I feel like, you know, at middle school you can be serious about a lot of things, but music brings a little fun. All right. Yeah, lightens the mood, Mm -hmm. brightens the spirit. Puts a smile on our faces. Always. Yeah. (laughs) Even when Mr. Lichty is singing in the corner or jamming <laughs> with his AirPods in. And I'll be like, excuse me? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that uh, obvious. <laughs> it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> what, um, was there any other like songs or artists that you wanted to, to share? Oh, these days. Let's see. Well, can I tell you a story back about my first CD that I ever got? Sure. All right. So um, I believe it was sixth grade. My mom got me my very first CD player, and it was a boom box. Yeah. And it had the two discs, um, or no, one disc on the top, two disc cassette, so you could tape if you wanted to yeah. tape. Yeah. Um, so that I was assume, so important. I to used have, to like, make mixtapes yeah. all the time with all my favorite songs. Um, but the first CDs she did get me were Michael Jackson, The History. Yeah. And um, I spent a lot of time listening to that as well as Whitney Houston's great, uh, gr- was it The Greatest Hits then? I might have got that in high school. But both of those CDs were listened to a lot. A lot of scratches. A lot of scratches, <laughs> yes. Um, but I'll never forget opening my boombox and then seeing that I had gotten Michael Jackson too because I was really excited for Michael Jackson um, just to listen to all those songs that mm-hmm. I had heard over and over again because my mom always liked Michael Jackson. So right. it was fun to dance around the house with that, with my family. Um, good times. <laughs> yeah. But now I would say, I mean, obviously I love Taylor Swift. I love Cole Swindell. Um, he was a writer for a long time before he became... Um, a mu- or I guess an artist. I mean, he sold a lot of songs to like Luke Bryan and all over. So um, I do enjoy his music. Um, I still go back to my roots, though. I love a good Whitney Houston song, Celine Dion, Brian Adams. Sometimes I'll just put on some soft rock and listen to that. Nice. You know, it just depends on my mood for the day. But yeah. I don't count anything out. I don't listen to rap that often anymore. But I do appreciate a good rap song. If it came on, you'd probably Oh, sure sing thing. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Why, why do you think music is so important? Why, why do we, as humans, listen to it? Well, I think for some people, it's an outlet. So, you know, I think of people who um, 
use like exercise as an outlet. I think other people use music as an outlet. So it helps them relax. It helps them uh, cope with what's going on in their own lives, right? And then for other people, I think it's like inspiring and motivating. Um, and that's what I feel like it is for me. You know, music ex- inspires me. Um, it puts me in a good mood. It want, makes me want to be like my best self, you know? Uh, there's nothing better than having a voicemail from my sister where she's singing at the top of her lungs because that's what we do for each other, you know? Um, I just think um, it, like, ignites a spirit in people, you know, if they have that musicality, I guess. I mean, I know not all people have that, but I think anybody can find something to relate to when it comes to music, whether it's a genre or a person or... Uh, a tone even, mm-hmm. you know. I love listening to classical music too, but um, I mean, it's not my first choice, but I will listen to it and I appreciate it too, you know, the work behind it. So just depends on the mood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Allie, for, for doing this. This was yeah. great. Thanks, Kyle, for having me. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Well, uh, we'll see you later. Sounds Tomorrow. Good. Tomorrow. <laughs> 730. Oh, gosh. Be there, be square. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Soundtrack with Kaya Leakty. If you like the podcast and want to know more, check out our Instagram at Soundtrack Podcast or leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Join us next time on Soundtrack. 